My Love of Life Energy is a podcast created by Anna Scott. Anna knows that every human being sees life uniquely. In this podcast, she will talk to people and learn from them. These conversations are to shine the brilliance of each human being she speaks to. Join her. After each exploration, you will expand on your insights and see truth and beauty. Welcome, welcome. This is Anna Scott, and welcome to My Love of Life Energy. And today, I I really have a great honor of um, interviewing Del Aidy Jones. And I don't know her, but she's one of these women. We were paired in a we were in a class together. And you know when you see somebody in a room but we weren't in the room, we were on Zoom. And you're like, who is this person? Who is this person? And I never got paired with her, never got to know her. So after the class ended, I'm like, I want to know you. And today, that's what this is about. Dell is, I, I don't know you well, but like what you represent and what you see, just, it's like a, like, um, it's like a magnet, I want to know. So welcome. <laughs> I love that introduction. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, you know, word that it's not the words, but the energy speak louder than the words. Mm-hmm. You have that. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Well, you do too, because we were just talking and I was just saying, I felt the same. It was like, I want to be paired with Anna. What's happening? <laughs> Why am I not being paired with Anna? But uh, yeah. I'm so glad we're doing this. This is so lovely. Thank you for asking me here. You're welcome. So I know that you, you are a therapist, but you've done, mm-hmm. you've done so many things, but you're, you're, this is the, you know, the little I know about you, you're really specializing in codependency and narcissism, correct? Yes, but I'm not a therapist. Okay, but a coach. Yeah, I'm a coach. And, but you had a big insight, you worked with the Pranskys. And so what do you want to share about that? I would love to know what you see. Wow, what I see, gosh. Um, Hmm, that's an interesting one. Because I, I think, yeah, I think, well, let me re- rewind a little bit. Um, yeah, growing up, I had always believed the thoughts in my head. And my thoughts in my head were, you know, horrible. <laughs> they were always like, you're not good enough. You're too fat. You're too stupid. You're too ugly. You're too this. You're too that. Everything that I wasn't. And I spent um, 40 years on a spiritual path and 30 years in therapy trying to change the thoughts in my head. Because I thought once I changed them, I would have a different experience of life. And I think the big insight that I got with um, when I was working with the Pranskys was, um, (laughs) I remember it well, I was sitting in Linda's and George's guest house overlooking this gorgeous putrid sound. And and I remember sharing with um, Linda some of my insecure thoughts. And, And as only Linda has that really sort of funny, quizzical look on her face. And she was like, why are you listening to them? (laughs) Why are you telling me about them, no less? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I? This is what I deal with daily. And she was like, she was just incredulous. And she was like, but they're nonsense. They're they're, they're just talking gibberish. Why would you even listen to them? And I, I really, in that moment, really sort of saw that you didn't have to believe your thinking. I'd spent... I spent like almost almost 60 years believing my thinking. I mean, I think this is in, you know, this is about three, four years ago. So I'm 62 now. So yeah, in my up to my late eight, I mean late um 50s, I was still believing the thoughts in my head. So that was oh, wow. I would say one of the 
biggest, biggest insights I had. I, I, I just have to pause because I can feel that you really see the truth of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because my life changed dramatically. It was a, it was a journey. It wasn't instantaneous. I, I talk, call it that I changed my relationship with my thinking, not my thinking. And that oh. relationship took a while to, to, to morph into what it is today. Okay, you got it. I, I'm sorry, but I have never heard that before. And that's, excuse the expression, but that's effing brilliant. So can you speak to how you, like, what's your, like, the, the different relationship in your thinking? Well, um, it's almost like if, if, if an insecure thoughts come in my mind, which they do, we're human, we're going to have them, instead of, like, hook, line and sinker, believing them and saying, oh gosh, they're just telling me about me and what I'm capable of and not capable of and all of that stuff. I just, I have such a distance. I'm like, oh, you visiting again. All right. (laughs) Don't have to pay attention to you. Don't have to, don't have to, you know, wrestle with you. I don't have to try and move you on. You're just visiting. And if I don't pay you much attention, you're just going to move on. You, you're, Del, you're saying something I have never heard before, and it's revolutionary. I mean, I, like, I'm having an, oh, my God, oh, like a, but changing your relationship with the thinking. Mm-hmm. It's not changing the thinking, but you're, I mean, like, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> oh, my God, moment. <laughs> you're having what I had. <laughs> I'll have what yeah. she's having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it sounds like, like, instead of just being in there and like trying to fix it, rest, like what you just said. Mm-hmm. And so what did you notice afterwards? Like what, what happened to life after, like, or gradually when the relationship changed? Well, I mean, before I saw that, I was an absolute prisoner to my thinking, 100%. It, it, I was shy. I was insecure. I was self-conscious. I had low self-esteem, I was hiding, I was a people pleaser, I was all of these things, all my behaviors were based on these insecure thoughts that had camped in my head for for so many years, I didn't even, like I said, I never questioned them, I I, 100%, they are telling me who I am, they're reminding me so that I don't get too big for my boots and I remember that I am not good enough. So that way I'll be safe. If I play small, I'll be, not even play small. If I remind myself how small I am, I will be safe. That's, so I showed up in that way. Um, Up until I first came across the principles, which was now 12 years ago. But, But even though I saw something 12 years ago, it was really, as I say, it was, probably, you know, I was working on this, but I still, I was hearing that it's just your thinking, you're feeling your thinking, but I really, really didn't know that I didn't have to take it seriously at all. It was just my voice. And that, as I said, that's what I really got from working with, you know, and it was just that one moment and it wasn't like we worked on it. It was, it was just the look of absolute, you know, as I say, this sort of quizzical, incredulous look that Linda gave me that just sort of snapped something in me. And I was like, wow, am I that crazy listening to my thinking? <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
you mean I don't have to do this? Yeah, it was like, it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I, I know I had the same thinking, like growing up, not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty, like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like to feel not taped to it or not Velcroed to it now? Well, I think um, <laughs> the word that came into my head was the proof is in the pudding. You know, it's like I, my life is so expansive now mm. since I stopped or, or since I realized that I just didn't have to believe this. And I just started like showing up differently. And if again, if that insecure thought came in, I would just be like, no, it's okay. You can, you can move aside. It's fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing this anyway. You know, you can, you can pop in, you can show up if you want, but I'm doing this because I know that you don't speak truth and I don't have to believe you. So I'm going to, and as much as it was a little shaky at first, because it's like a toddler trying to walk, you know, sort of didn't feel completely um, familiar to me. I just thought, I'm just going to see what happens. Oh, wow. And, and it, you know, as I say, the proof is in the pudding. I, 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 I you know how bad I was? I, I would read a Facebook post and see something, something written. I couldn't even comment in the comments because I, it, that would be um, revealing too much about myself to even be, have it, have it. And for, some, for me, something about writing, having something, you know, there's one thing saying something, I think I said to you earlier before we yeah. came on, I said, you know, I, I often saw myself as a flasher, an emotional <laughs> flasher. You know, the, the, the raincoat would open and I'd expose myself and then I'd close it quickly and run away. Well, with writing, it was like a little too permanent. That raincoat was left oh, open. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I know. <laughs> So, so I actually, so yeah, so now I not only comment on people's Facebook posts, I put a blog out, I am writing a book, um, we are going to be co-authors in a book. There's, I mean, the freedom in that, I mean, that is so different from how I used to, you know, live my life. Oh my gosh. And interviewing through my podcast, I mean, again, could never be seen or heard. That's how I lived my life before. Oh my God. I, I would, I would suspect the people who sit down with you must feel so liberated be, because you've seen it so clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and this is the thing is like, you know, talk about the energy because the words it's not the words. I can see that you see it and I can feel it. I can feel the freedom in it. And I, you know, and that's what allows other people to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, yeah, exactly. Cause it was, it, it was going back to Linda. It wasn't something Linda was saying. It was a, I could feel what she was feeling, which was that I was crazy for listening to my thinking. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's impacted. I mean, I, like I don't listen to my thinking, but from your point of view and what you're saying, I can see it so clearly. It's crazy. It's insanity to listen to it. Yeah. 
Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so can you tell me, cause you, I, I'm really, I am, I'm really curious. How did that help you? Because you've been really interested in looking at um, codependency and narcissism and really helping people with that. Mm-hmm. And how is this understand, how is this or whatever you want to say helped you with that? Because I'm curious. I can't see it yet, but I'd love to see it. Yeah. What you see in that. Well, you know, sometimes I think I'm on the, I just say to people, I'm on the fringes of the 3P community. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of, because a lot of, when I first, like I said, I, I grew up in a narcissistic environment. I severely codependent, lived my life that way with all the limitations, very shame-based, uh, terrible low self-esteem, um, uh, very defensive, took everything personally, you know, that was living that way. And, and a very and attracted to narcissistic personality types because I always thought, you know, they seemed to be strong and powerful. And I felt so weak and pathetic that I was like, oh, you complete me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm attracted to you. I'll be the sweet, sensitive side. You can be the strong, powerful sort of one that goes out in the world and, you know, mm. whatever they do. <laughs> sort of. And so as I said, I, I've been in therapy for years and I, I understood a lot of where my thinking was coming from, but I didn't know how to stop the behavior to a degree. I, I, therapy took me from really being suicidal, to be honest, um, to, to pretty highly functioning, but I wouldn't say I was really joyful and happy and living my life to the fullest. And when I came across the principles I saw something that about the nature of thought. I mean, not as much as I saw it, as I say, when I was with Linda, but it, it's really, it, I always said, it's like, it showed me the way out. It showed me the way out of this sort of circular, circular, circular behavior that I was stuck in. Um, and I used to coach people in this because I knew how to have them come in my office. They felt seen and heard and understood. They could make sense of their childhood, why they may have developed some of these coping mechanisms. And then when I came across the principles, I sort of left that aside for a minute. And I thought, oh, you know, you know, there are no such things as personality disorders and psychology is, you know, over there that only deals with your past. And, and then I got to a point where I was like, oh my God, I've thrown the baby out with the bathwater here. Because it was the principles that absolutely helped me so much mm-hmm. really gain the freedom. So I started to um, look at that again. And I still, I, I value therapy. I really do. I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating to know, you know, we all know we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but, you know, in the world of form, we have psychology. <laughs> And we have patterns of behavior. So I always preface my work by saying I'm not label or labeling or diagnosing anybody. I'm just using as a shorthand to describe a set of behaviors that somebody is is stuck in. Um, The other thing that I love about the work that I do is that a lot of the old paradigm of, of narcissistic abuse and codependency, you know, the, the codependent's the good guy and the narcissist is the bad guy. And what I help people see is it's not good or bad. These are just behaviors somebody is maybe stuck in. And if you can help them see something differently, they can break free of that, that pattern of behavior. And, um, and I always even say to people, you know, even if you've been in a, 
and this is the other one I find a little hard in the 3P community sometimes. It's like if you've got a broken arm and a black eye, then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you've been abused. You know, somebody has attacked you. But with codependency and especially in a narcissistic relationship, sometimes the wounds aren't visible and they are psychological wounds and um, emotional wounds. And I, I really sort of want to acknowledge that. I'm not going to dismiss that as that's just your thinking. And, you know, um, you can have a relationship with any anybody. You know, I love George dearly, and but in his relationship handbook, he does say you can have a relationship with every, anybody. Well, there are some people that are unfortunately sort of, they don't see who they are at their essence. And they live in this thought-created little bubble where they, they believe they have to dominate, control, manipulate, lie, intimidate their way through life, which is a very sad place to come from. But I wouldn't say that's the healthiest person to be in a relationship. <laughs> you know, We can have compassion, but we just maybe shouldn't be, um, shouldn't be in that relationship trying to change them or trying to be their teacher or their, you know, guru or whatever it is. It's like, you can actually stand over here with compassion and love, um, but but have a sense of self that you deserve to be treated with respect and not to yeah. be abused and manipulated and controlled. So mm. I, I, tall, I just feel the thing that I feel as you're talking is you're holding it all in love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like the, the both people who are involved. Absolutely. And both, both, manifestations of, of however they, they they look very different one is like has a zero entitlement and the other one is an abundance of entitlement one has you know a lot of empathy they often refer to themselves as empaths whereas the other one you know being a narcissist it's actually one of the signs is that they lack empathy but the thing is at the core there's still this pain this disconnect from who they truly are at their essence mm. oh, and, yeah I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing is, is that it's the same, it's the same issue. Absolutely. Just manifest differently. It's the same issue. <laughs> I knew I was going to love you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, because what it, what it seems to me, what you're doing is you're reminding people who they really are. Ooh, absolutely. That is the foundation. Yeah. 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 That that's my crack now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know who you really are? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's yeah. that's it. I mean, that's all we're doing is is reminding people who they are. 100%. Yeah, I I saw that. What I just saw recently is that once people know who they are really are, it kind of takes care of all the problems. Mm -hmm. And I just hadn't seen it so clearly until you just pointed this example out mm -hmm. because it's the same issue. They don't know who they are. They just are believing their thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, you know, the, the, we talk about not having specialties, but I see the power of your specialty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do too. And that's why I say I struggled at first because I remember George saying to me, oh, you don't need a specialty. You can, do, you can teach this to anybody. All we're doing is telling people how the system works, how, you know, the system behind how we experience life. And, and 
I totally agree. We, we, we are absolutely, um, we can teach anybody, we can show anybody exactly what you just said, who they are at their essence, who they really, really are. I just know that there are people that are suffering that you need to meet them where they're at. You need to speak the language they understand. And then you can reveal, or, or not reveal, you're not revealing anything. You can help them find their way home to who they really are. But, but by speaking in terms of psychological terms like codependency and narcissistic abuse, which is a, millions of people out there suffer from this and they see no way out. They feel completely trapped. They think, and even worse, the, the, the ones that get me the worst are the ones that are just isolated and swear off ever being in a relationship again because it's just too oh. big. That breaks my heart because we are made of love. All we are is love, and we are meant to share that love. Oh, Del. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> getting teary. Because <laughs> I can feel your passion and how much you care. And, you know, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Randall Stone. He said, if you heal yourself, you can heal others. And I, what I, I'm guessing is that you've healed yourself in this. Yeah. Like you've seen something so different that it's allowed you to be in relationships. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm in the most beautiful, or have been for the last 11 years, beautiful, incredible relationship that I don't think I could have been in if I hadn't come across the principles. I, would, I was limping along. I hadn't given up hope. I wasn't quite... <laughs> I wasn't quite these worn off relationships for the rest of my life, but, but, you know, I was showing up as sort of this wounded warrior, like band-aids and <laughs> crutches and, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was not a very, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a healthy person, put it that way. And now I absolutely know how to be in, in, um, not only, but more importantly, the relationship with myself. I mean, that's the foundational relationship. I was um, selling myself short. I, I just didn't know who I was. Like you said, I didn't know who I was. And I think I shared once with you before, I, I you know, certainly growing up, I, I had no idea that I was made of love. So I was constantly seeking it from the outside in, constantly. And because of having an, a father that had abandoned me, I always say I wanted to redo, you know, it's like, I'm going to choose exactly what I, you know, what my father was, and I'm going to meet a man like that. And this time I'm going to win him over. And so I kept, kept going after unavailable, um, either emotionally or, or, or what, however, um, unavailable partners to be in a relationship with. And um, when I began to see, you know, so much about who I, who I really was. I didn't have to change. I didn't have to do anything. That's the best thing about this. I didn't have to work on myself anymore. Oh God. But I, I, um, you said something that I want to highlight. That's brilliant. And I had never, I don't know if I, you know, you said we're made of love and love is meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I've ever heard that. And I just feel the truth of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's not that we're going to be in a relationship to get the love. It's just to share the love. Yeah. And that's what seems different. Mm 
Yeah, and I'll tell you where that really, where I really saw that was my youngest son, and I have two beautiful sons. It's my youngest son once said to me, not so long ago, I mean, a few years ago, but he kept saying to me, or he said to me rather, why are you so loving? And I, I thought about it for a minute and I thought, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just in me and it just keeps pouring out and it's going somewhere. It's like, so it just wants to, wants to pour out. And, and I really saw that. It's like, yeah, I am made of love and it is, it's not static. It's pouring out <laughs> of me. So, so yeah, you know, it, whether I like it or not. Well, it's like the, um, the image that I just had with you, Del, it's like a geyser that just yeah. keeps on going off. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Here she goes, ready to blow again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we, we're coming to our end and i i can't even tell you i knew i knew i was right <laughs> um you're unbelievable what a gift you are to the people and to life to the people who you serve i just feel so grateful that i've gotten this chance to be with you What's and that? it will be your stuff will be on the um the blog or the website wherever you know how this is ever put out there but where can people find you because i know that there are people who are going to want to find you people well, who need you well thank you we're both i mean i'm i'm getting teary-eyed now thank you so much that was so beautiful of you to say and to um and invite invite me to have this conversation with you and i truly feel the same so it was <laughs> meant to be so um yeah, yeah i um I can be found at deladyjones.com. Um, that's my website and everything's on there. My blogs, my, my interviews, my insightful conversations and, and uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I'd love to, um, <laughs> I've got this image of myself as this geyser of love now. <laughs> I'm going to speak my love all over you. No. <laughs> True. But, um, yeah, just to just to have a conversation and to know that life is just um, oh gosh, my gardeners have started, so this is really the end. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, yes. So um, hopefully you're going to edit this part out. <laughs> well, probably well, not. <laughs> probably not. That's okay too. I don't edit mine. So yeah, I would love to hear from you. I do, you know, just complimentary discovery calls. Anybody just wants to have a chat, please reach out to me. At, at delladyjones.com. So, thank, thank you, Del. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.